0: Hi, this is Sarit Switzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, The Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 624 for the 21st of Av in a regular year. So today is going to be one of those episodes which gives us a question. That doesn't get full, get fully resolved at the end of the, the episode, but we do get a little bit of a hint at what the resolution is. And this is going to be that we're kicking off a new epistle, epistle seven, and it's going to be uh, pretty long. It's going to take a few episodes to get through it. So today we're going to just start to get into this discussion. What is the discussion? Well, if you haven't noticed so far, a very big theme that comes up a lot in the Tanya is the idea of the unity of God. We actually have a whole section of the Tanya that's devoted to this idea, right? The gate of unity and faith, which really goes into extreme depth about the unity of God and about how there is really nothing but God. And this comes up a lot in Chassidus. So the Bahir here is going to bring up a challenge to this, or a seeming challenge to this idea, where he points out that in davening and in scripture and different places, then we reference God as if God is made up of parts. We say things like, Asherenu matov fortunate are we how good is our portion like and when and we're referencing God and it's as if we're saying we each have a part of God we have our own specific portion just like it's like let's say if you had the land a land and you were to, were to divide up that land it's as if we're dividing up God we're saying this is our portion in God and we say some people lose their portion God forbid um, so it's like what does this mean if if God is essentially indivisible, God is everywhere, God is one and unified and singular, how can we even reference in God in such a way as God having different portions, God having uh, sections to him that we have a lot in or uh, a part of? So what does this mean exactly? So well, let's. I think we should just get right into the text and, and get into the discussion the way that the ultra of it breaks it down. And just for context, this is once again going to be an epistle by which the ultra rabbit is going to really encourage his chaserim to um, to give tzedakah in a way that is like really like once again this is a very very big theme of of Yeris hakodesh and this and each epistle where he addresses this he comes at it from a slightly different angle so somehow this whole discussion is actually going to lead into that conclusion as well to give stuck uh, we're not really going to get into that part yet today today we're going to get more kicked off into this whole discussion of of the unity of God and and the portions in God and that kind of thing but it will eventually get us there so uh, this is the beginning of epistle 7 of Igeris Hakodesh. so the, the altar of it begins as i mentioned with a quote from davening that we say fortunate are we how good is our portion how pleasant is our lot and then the ultra of goes on and he cites to chapter 16 verses 5 and 6 where it says Hashem which means Hashem is the allotment of my portion and of my cup meaning that, that Hashem is like supports or portion, and then verse 6 where it says, <laughs> which means portions have fallen into my lot, etc. So again, this idea of like referring to God in this portion kind of way. And the Altarist says we have to understand, first of all, there's two there's two words here. There's the word which means our portion, and our lot. And they both seem to have two different meanings, right? Like a portion that a person gets like a portion is a little bit more uh general like it's more it's 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 not so specific to the individual like if it's let's say if everybody's getting like a portion of a piece of pie it's like we're all getting the same portion of a piece piece of pie we can kind of imagine that versus your lot sounds a little bit more specific to you like let's say if this pie had like some kind of topping on it like some kind of like fruit topping then with a mix of different kinds of fruit like um kiwis and berries and stuff like that your lot of that pie is going to have a specific amount and type of fruit on it versus someone else's lot is going to have a different kind of fruit on it. So the ultra rabbit is pointing out the distinction between these two words, and he has to. Uh, and he says we have to understand this. And then there's also the, this idea, uh, which again, the same, it, it's running along the same theme of this phrase from uh, from the sieges, which says "en lo lo that he does not have a portion in the God of Israel. So again, it's like we're saying that there's like a portion. Everybody has their portion of God. In, of God basically um, of the Jewish God and but now it seems like this idea of portion this idea of saying a part of God it's how can we say that this applies to God because we know that God is not divisible God forbid right like a big principle in terms of our belief and uh, in in God is um, is the fact that he is individual that he is singular so uh, so how can we understand this? So to understand this, the altar says we have to look in a different place. We have to look in Sefer Breishis in Breishis where we see Yaakov. This is from Breishis, chapter thirty three, verse twenty, where we see that Yaakov he built an altar and he says vikhalo kel. So there's different interpretations of what this verse really means. But the simple explanation is that uh, Yaakov called the altar by God's name. And he called it uh, Kel, the God of Israel. And so what is this referencing and why is this relevant to our discussion? So the altar explains. And he says because, um, so it's like, what's this idea of naming God specifically? What's this whole idea of a name? So we know that truly God is just like his name. So uh, because even though he fills all of the worlds, whether we're talking about the higher worlds or we're talking about the lower worlds from the highest of all levels and until below all the levels into this physical world here, as it says, And this is from Yirmiyahu, chapter 23, verse 24. Do I not fill the heavens and the earth? Meaning I, meaning my very self, like truly, truly Hashem. Hashem's essence fills. This means that his true being and essence fills the, the heavens and the earth. Uh, so it's not just his glory. It's not just like an aspect of God. It's like actual God fills the heavens and the earth. Nevertheless, we also know on the flip side. So on the one hand, it's God's essence is here in this world and in all the worlds. We also know that God is what we call Kadosh. He is, uh, holy, which uh, the, another understanding of that word holy is that he's separate and he's, he's apart. He's like somewhat removed from the, uh, the higher and lower realms and is not actually grasped within them, God forbid, just so it's, it's different than like, when we look at, for example, uh, the altar says like the soul of man in their body by way of, by way of uh, example, by way of metaphor. So it's like, we, uh, we think of it like, like often people make this mistake. They think that God is like the soul of the world. We had a whole podcast episode about this idea that God is not the soul of the world because, and the altar says, this is actually explained elsewhere at length and, uh, he ends them, The reference for that is in the first part in Savior Shilbena chapter 42, if you want to look it up, because when it comes to the soul and the body, the soul is very much affected by the body. It's not a one-way street. It's like there is a connection. There's a relationship there in a sense that the happenings of the body affect the soul in this like intrinsic way versus for God, it's not like that. Yes, God is here and he's present and he's very much here in this world. On the other hand, there's an aspect of God that's actually removed and God is not affected by his doesn't change he's unchanging and so thus then um because of this unchanging nature of god because god is really ultimately uh different different he's just he's distinct from the world and so that's when we have this understanding that there's something about god that's really removed from the world that's really separate really different from the world then we can understand that this the the holiness of god so to speak like this uh intensity of God we could not receive this life force from his essence and uh and his being like in a direct kind of way but rather we have to re- receive it in this like more diffused kind of way the diffusion of his vitality uh which is how Hashem vitalizes all of the worlds whether we're talking about the higher worlds or the lower worlds uh like uh, metaphorically speaking that we can think about like it like a radiance that comes out from his his Name, his blessed name. So this is like a way that we can kind of like the way that we can visualize kind of how it is that we receive the, our vitality from God is that it's coming from God's name, and it's like this like diffusion, this radiance that comes out of God's name. But yet we know that God and His name are one and the same, as it says, and this is taken from Tehillim chapter 148 verse 13: <inaudible> for even his name alone is exalted. So it's like even Hashem's name, is also exalted like God. So it's also holy and removed. So how is it then that it's like we're saying, okay, so we can't receive our vitality directly from God, so we receive it from God's name. But if God's name is really just one and the same with him, we're just getting a little radiant. Like we're not actually receiving God's name in, in the full sense. We're just receiving it just a little bit of radiance. We're receiving Hashem's splendor, his glory, which is also from Hodu al Tehillim. His splendor are on the, is on that, earth and in the heavens. And so this this, uh, this glory, we can think of it as like the radiance of God. And this radiance does vest itself, really truly vest itself in the higher worlds and in the lower worlds in order to vivify them. And it's actually... Um, grasped within them through many different intermediaries and many different contractions like we spoke about with the descent of many levels from in this way of like cause and effect like there's a whole system to it sort of like what we tend to call like the laws of nature so that's the end of the section so it's sort of like again it's not really resolving the full question but it's sort of getting us a little bit into this discussion like basically again what is the discussion we're having is we're talking about how can we say that when we talk about the fact that we have, how good is our portion, how good is our lot, how lucky we are, or some people don't have a lot in Israel, all of that kind of thing. How can we talk like that when it comes to God? Because we know that God is indivisible. God is not made up of hearts. So if that's the case, how can we say that there are different, that, that there's this part, that part, this part, that part. And so uh, the ultraviolet is beginning to give us, like he says, in order to understand this, we have to look at God and God's relationship with the world. And so to get into this discussion, the altar of brings up this idea of this like seeming paradox that on the one hand, we say that God's essence is very much present here in the world. And not only in our world, but in all of the worlds, higher worlds, lower worlds, all of that. But on the other hand, we know that God is, uh, is, is separate from the world and God is not affected by the world. There's something removed about God from the world. And that really, if we were to experience God in this full intrinsic essential way, that, that would be too much for us. So we have to, the way that we experience God's vitality is through many intermediaries and many channels and constrictions and all of that so that's it for today and to be continued tomorrow when we will get deeper into this discussion and I will speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer this podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather Abraham Yitzchak Ben Benyaminah Cohen of blessed memory music by Shoshana